fanatical fan, you will notice that um, this is not an episode of Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them. This is actually the very first episode of my new podcast, But Make It Scary. And I wanted to share it with you all so much that we decided I'd put it here as well as over on its own episode feed. So, You don't have to listen to this, of course, but if you do and you like it, make sure to go subscribe to it, but make it scary. And for those of you who do or do not, don't forget that part two of Touching the Skies comes out on Monday. New episode of Fanatical Fix on Monday, Monday, Monday. I hope you like this. Here is Clueless, but make it scary. Sequoia Simone, and this is But Make It Scary, the show where I convince some funny folks to help me take beloved romantic films and transform them into chilling tales. Which film have I decided should kick us off for the very first ever episode of this podcast? It is none other than the absolutely undeniable classic Clueless. And you might be wondering who I have talked into being my inaugural guest. Um, Well, uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So I went upstairs and just sort of wandered aimlessly around my own home until one of my roommates decided to help me out. So welcome, Hannah Sharton. Hello. Hey, buddy. Thank you for coming to be on the very first episode of but make it scary. Yeah, it's it's nice being here in the basement. Yeah. I don't come here very often. <laughs> there is only like really one room down here. Yeah, it's your room. And it's my room. It so. would be weird if I came down here. If you were just like hanging out in my room. That only happens time. when the power is out and it's really hot upstairs. <sighs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Which is unfortunately been like really prevalent in our apocalypse bingo i don't know why that keeps happening to us but Um, maybe there's a there's a ghost in our (laughs) a ghost who just fundamentally disagrees with the concept of air conditioning (laughs) fucking rude that's not okay (laughs) well um you want to tell us a little bit about yourself i was upstairs And now I'm downstairs. Thank you for that comprehensive (laughs) (laughs) breakdown. Um, You've been on a couple podcasts. Yeah, I've been on. I've been on a few before. I am progressively getting less afraid of microphones. That that is a benefit of having as many podcasts as we do in our friend group. There's there's actually probably an abnormal ratio of podcasts to people in our group of friends. You know, you say that, but we are millennials. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, This podcast is about taking romantic movies and turning them into scary movies. So naturally, in order for you to be here on this podcast, I need to know 
what your favorite romantic movie is. I already know. I already know. But the listeners would like to know what your favorite romantic movie is. Listen, (laughs) you and I both know. Mm -hmm, We do. That the scene where Mr. Darcy comes out of the lake (laughs) was formative for my bisexual heart. (laughs) It's Pride and Prejudice. Um, okay, so that's your favorite romantic movie. On the flip side here, what's your favorite scary movie? And I know that you love scary movies. I fucking love scary movies, dude. I think if I was forced to pick, though, my favorite scary movie is definitely Storm of the Century. Uh, right. Getting some good Stephen King action up in there. And it's it's one of his more underrated ones, I feel. Like, it doesn't get talked about as much. And it's so good. Yeah, I had never even heard of it until you made me watch it during the first snowstorm of the season this last year. I that's a a tradition of yours. It's yeah, it's a fam- it's a family tradition actually. Yeah. It's one that's close to my heart. By close to my heart, I mean that um it instills fear in my heart and warms <laughs> it at the same time because there's something extra scary about watching a movie where the you know one of the main horrifying elements is this storm that's happening around them and trapping them right do that shit during a blizzard (laughs) obviously it seems Mm. logical in order to really embrace your scary movie you kind of have to get in a place where you feel as though any moment you might disappear and or die yeah 100 percent yeah into it Nice. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Very traumatizing. Very good. Okay, so now that we know what your favorite scary movie is, it's time to get into it with Clueless. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched it yet, you should definitely go watch it. But I will give a little bit of a rundown of the plot. I'm not going to hit everything, but here's a brief summary. So the main character is Cher. She is a rich teen high school student in Beverly Hills, and her best friend is Dion. And they decide to set up their debate teacher, Mr. Hall, and another teacher, Miss Geist, which sort of sends Cher off into a matchmaking frenzy of a kind. And meanwhile, Cher's ex-stepbrother... Josh, played by Paul Rudd, is just sort of hanging around their house a lot. Then there's a new girl at school. Her name's Ty, and Sharon Dion sort of take pity on her, become her friend. They give her a makeover. They decide they're going to set her up with this cool guy, Elton, who mentions the cranberries all the time for no apparent reason. So they all go to a party in the valley where Ty gets hit in the head with a shoe from like really far away and like passes out. And Elton ends up making a move on Cher, which really breaks Ty's heart. But Cher isn't into Elton. There's a new guy at school. His name's Christian, and she's got a big crush on him. But then it does turn out that he is gay. So Ty turns her attentions to Josh, Cher's ex-step brother and Cher can't figure out why she's so mad about it until she realizes that she's been in love with Josh the whole time and they live happily ever after or something. So now that we've done that let's get into it and by it 
I mean the 1995 classic Clueless. Wow. Yeah, this this movie is 25 years old, man. 25 years old. Wow. And still fucking slaps. Like, it's Very so good. good. Very good. It's so good. I I kind of, I go into stuff that's this old most of the time being just like ready to be disappointed by the lack of like uh, social awareness that is exhibited. It's just, it's hard not to go into these things being like, they're, they're gonna fuck it up. And mm-hmm. they do fuck it up a couple times. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. But mostly this movie s- stands up. Yeah, I was... I was surprised that it wasn't as, you know, oops, that's a yikes for me as I would norm- <laughs> I would normally expect from a movie right. from the 90s. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, there was some cute ableism thrown in there a couple times, mm-hmm. but... For sure. For sure. Here but, we go. <laughs> but yeah, definitely not as bad as it uh, as a lot of movies from that time period have ended up being and not aging super well. Um, I did look up some fun facts. About oh, this movie. Hit Are you ready it. for yeah, the fun please. facts? <laughs> oh, they're, they're very fun. Um, in 1996, there was a spinoff TV series that ran for three seasons. Holy fuck, that's a lot longer than I would have expected. Right? Yeah. Because what? I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it either. Was it good? I doubt it. I mean, they didn't have... Um, Alicia Silverstone was not in it, so they hmm. recast Cher for it. Blame. Neither was Paul Rudd. Oh, double lame. Right? I mean, how good a TV show could that possibly have been? Um, here's the thing. I have other fun fact news in a television show realm. Back in 2018, a, a, someone in this world was like, I'm a remake Clueless. Okay. <laughs> into a TV show loosely based on the characters of Clueless, and I am going to read you a description of this TV series that was announced in October of 2019. Oh, my God. Are you ready? This no, is, I, I'm okay. not, but give it to me anyway. I was looking this shit up, and I was like, I, how did I... How, <laughs> how did no one tell me about this? I'm ready to also be confused about that, because you love some McDonald's version of garbage TV. Oh, fuck McDonald's yeah, McDonald's for your brain. Just like, <laughs> IV it in there. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> um, okay, it is described as a baby pink and bisexual blue-tinted tiny sunglasses-wearing oat milk latte and Adderall fueled look at what happens when the high school queen bee Cher disappears and her lifelong number two Dion steps up into Cher's vacant Air Jordans. How does Dion deal with the pressures of being the new most popular girl in school while also unraveling the mystery of what happened to her best friend all in a setting that is uniquely 2020 LA. Ah! No, I want it so bad. (laughs) I was like, here's the thing. Um, why do I have this podcast? Clearly someone is already (laughs) doing this. (laughs) Oops. Oopsie Daisy. Oh my god, that sounds so good. I want it. I am I have goosebumps. I'm (laughs) Okay, I'm not gonna lie. 
why I am I am fucking easy when it comes to plot lines. You said bisexual uh-huh. and you had me and yeah, in your grasp. I know. Um, so that's I guess a TV series that we have to look forward to in in our future at some point. I mean, you gotta have something. I, I'm sure it's gotten a little bit derailed by the whole world falling apart or whatever. But I really hope they pick this back up because this is something I need to see in this world now that I have been given this amazing description. <laughs> Same, honestly. I think that, yeah, it it will have to be derailed for a second. And that description will have to be shifted slightly, I would assume, because 2020 LA is not something that sounds particularly (laughs) interesting to watch. What, they're all in quarantine? They're all in quarantine and everything is on fire? (laughs) Literally (laughs) on fire. They're like, no, I guess it's not that... uh... Not that high glam. (laughs) This one's got to be kind of high glam. You got to shift it either forward or backward like (laughs) half a second. So now that we have discussed Clueless a little bit, we've gotten some fun facts. I'm curious to know if you had to give this movie one to five stars, how many stars would you give it? Hmm, That's a really good question. I think I would give Clueless... A solid 4.5 out of 5 stars. That's exactly what I was going to say. No way! Yeah, because I don't think it's per. It's obviously not perfect. No. Um, And you do kind of have to like uh, squint and tilt your head a little bit and like pretend it's chill a couple of times. Make, make a ah, sound. Yeah. <laughs> so it's clearly not perfect, Um, but it is, It the characters are endearing. The movie itself is really funny artistically like the way that it's directed is very good i just think it's overall a good movie but it's definitely not the perfect romantic movie no i i think that i think that that's a reasonable uh conclusion to come to all right so now that we've gotten through our initial review of this movie it's time to take it and make it scary So as we get started with this, I did give you a list of my eight scary movie subgenres. So I did a lot of research into this because I want to hear what category yours is going to be in. And I'm going to tell you what category mine is going to be in before we get started. So just for the benefit of the listener, since this is the first episode of this podcast, Mm -hmm. um, we're just going to go through those really quick so everybody knows where we're coming from on this. Subgenre number one, mystical scary movie. So this is going to be witches, fairies, fae, curses, folklore, rituals, that kind of a thing that lives kind of in like a magic-y realm. Magic-y. magic I decided not to call it magic-y. Um, <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, yeah, mystical sounded a little nicer. Um, <laughs> second genre, paranormal. That's going to be ghosts poltergeists demons will will live in that category as well etc any other thing we happen to come up with in there um number three is psychological so that's going to be phobias madness paranoia that's where i'm also putting cults and contagions Oh, okay. That's fun. I couldn't find a place to put contagions. No, but that's a good addition. I like that you included that as an option. Um, Gore is number four. That's one we probably won't get into that often on this podcast because this is an audio format. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
you could describe some viscera. That that's could true. Be cute. We could do. We could describe some viscera. <laughs> um, that's where like cannibals are gonna live. Cannibals in there? Oh yeah, because <laughs> that's gory. Um, subgenre number five: monsters. I could have broken out zombies as their literal own category, mm-hmm. but that kind of gives too much away. Sure. So that's valid. Monsters will include zombies, werewolves, vampires, any kind of animals like the birds. The birds would be monsters. Okay. Um, mythological creatures, legendary creatures like Godzilla, like mm. the big guys. Um, that would live under monsters. Okay, okay. Subgenre number six is gonna be killers. Um, so that is where you'll get slashers, it's where you get serial killers. Home invasions, any kind of crime-based thing. So mm. something in the vein of like uh, Rear Window mm-hmm. or Strangers on a Train, mm-hmm. something like that would live in the killer zone. The call is coming from inside the house. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, which is actually seven, I think I said eight earlier, disregard, seven <laughs> is uh, sci-fi. So aliens, robots, artificial intelligence that kind of a thing noise uh so for the first bit here of our making it scary we are going to tell each other which subs genre our scary movie will be living in and then we'll go from there so i want to start with you (laughs) okay so i wrote my story before you sent me all of the topics Uh uh-huh and uh, I may have done a naughty thing. Oh, no. <laughs> you warned me about this earlier today. <laughs> oh, that's not even the only silly oh, thing no. that I did. <laughs> Don't worry. There's multiple iterations of silly in our lives today. Oh, excellent. So the first iteration of silly is uh, I have a couple categories that you, we're covering. Oh, Okay. We have we're having a a mix in. Oh. Sort of an experience. Wow. Okay. So so first category paranormal. Okay. Second category psychological. Great. Third, Third category. category. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. Third category monsters. Oh my god. And I think that's where I'm going to stop today. Oh my god. <laughs> You could keep going? Yep. (laughs) Don't look at me. (laughs) Listen, it's a good idea for the first episode. You sit down, you break the format, and then maybe you have to do something new. (laughs) Give me a game to play. I'll break it. (laughs) You thought you got a podcast? You get a mess. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go next. And I have one subcategory. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, mine is going to be mystical. Oh, I like that. Yes. I'm excited. So I'm actually really glad that mystical didn't fall into <laughs> your top three categories, though there may be more. <laughs> you could One could argue that there is at least one more category, but we will leave that out. <laughs> um, I'm really excited because I always worry whenever we do any sort of creative anything or exist as people near each other then mm-hmm. we're just gonna do the same thing i know because we're together all the time i know we we are stuck in this house together literally 24 7 and have been for several months and we're fusing and we are fusing into one into so one. 
So that is a legitimate fear that I also had. Um, and I think we've definitely taken this in different directions. Yay! <laughs> So exciting. Okay, so we are going to start out with your paranormal psychological monster movie. (laughs) So silly. Okay, take us through this movie. Start us out. How does it start? Does it start the same as the movie starts now? When does it change? So immediately. Excellent. (laughs) We just get right fucking into it. So... The intro song for this movie is obviously Kids in America. Yes. A fucking bop. We love to hear it, literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) The way that I picture the movie opening is more or less the same, Mm -hmm. except that Kids in America, which normally is played in a C major, is dropped down to a C minor. (laughs) But it's the same montage. Same same montage. Same song, just in a like a harmonic C minor. <laughs> Drop the beats per minute down like a little bit, so it's nice and spooky and oh slow. Oh my god! And uh, that's where we go from there. Okay, great. I love that your first change to the movie is a musical change. <laughs> we are friends. <laughs> this should be expected. Ooh, okay, great. So that's the first change we get in the movie. Um, how do how does the horror build again immediately wonderful <laughs> we're just this like is the best case scenario <laughs> just go balls to the wall with all of the changes immediately is what i decided mm-hmm. so you come in with spooky version of kids in america right and the normal title scene comes up with those very very bright mildly garish neon colors you have the blues and the greens and then you have that bright pink clueless title right yes and the first thing that happens Mm -hmm. is that that clueless logo comes up and bright pink blood starts to ooze out of it (laughs) right before we transition to the opening scene okay opening scene comes in scenes excuse me montage and things are basically the same but just like you know a little bit off okay so they're hanging out by the pool they're being cool teenagers Mm -hmm. doing their cool teenager thing and everything is the same, except for in the background, there is a dead body. Uh, uh, in every scenario? The well, shopping scenario, the pool scenario? <laughs> <laughs> Just the pool scenario. Okay, great. Yeah. Doing their- Do your murdering at home. I get it. <laughs> exactly. You got to keep that thing in in the private. Right. Yeah. This is not for public consumption. <laughs> no. <murder. laughs> no. <laughs> okay, great. Then there's that scene where- they are hanging out. They're being teenagers, doing some whatever, mm-hmm. um, sitting next to each other, eating some cherries, question mark? Sure. Instead of cherries, definitely eyeballs. Nice. <laughs> so we have some things that are off Okay. about the experience. So after that, Cher's voiceover still comes in and she says, I know what you're thinking. Is this like a really messed up intro into an episode of Law & Order Beverly Hills Edition? <laughs> a really normal life for a teenage girl i mean i get up i brush my teeth and i pick out my daily offering to the god of blood and wine (laughs) 
daddy is a demon king, which is the scariest kind of cult leader to be. I'm so excited because the one of the first things that popped out to me as I was watching the movie was she was like, daddy's a litigator. That's the scariest kind of lawyer. And I was like, what else could he be the scariest kind of? (laughs) Like, immediately. <laughs> and I'm so glad you went somewhere with that. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> After that, the movie proceeds on, you know, as pretty similarly. Right. You know, for the first little bit, um, you end up finding out Dad is uh, the leader of a demonic vampire cult. Amazing. Demonic vamp. Okay. So that's why we had to get mm-hmm. into monsters as well. I get it. I mm-hmm. see. I see. I see. It's all coming together. Yes. <laughs> And in my in my brain, I've I'm picturing these demonic vampires as being, you know, they like eating humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. they're super interesting. Into it. They they are fully fully spooky, <laughs> fully human eating, fully blood sacrificing, and the demon mm-hmm. that they worship is the source of their vampirism. Gotcha. They got their immortality from this demon and so they worship him and blah 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 whatever um so there's like a lot of human sacrifice that occurs on occasion gotcha to the demon lord that they worship okay great yeah Cher is a demon princess clearly obviously and the movie proceeds as normal excellent we end up learning that mr hall is a part of the demon cult Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And the reason that he's so lonely is that he's been alone for like millennia. Right. And oh, that's so sad. It's very sad for him. And so he's lonely. He's sad. Cher needs a better grade for debate and is in- inexplicably still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because she's immortal too, right? <laughs> Here she is. Look at her go. I didn't think that part through. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> And she ends up deciding to, you know, make him think that it's his idea to, A, fall in love with Miss Geist, and B, induct her into the demon cult. So that that's that's a little bit of a shift that we have there. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. We have not all of the characters, but a good portion of the characters are also a part of the demon cult. Beverly Hills has a lot of demon vampires in it, actually. I mean, I imagine that's that's how you amass so much wealth, mm. right? Mm, that's Is, a good point. Yeah. You're you're immortal, so you never stop making money. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I buy it, honestly. One hundred percent. That like rich people are demon vampires. <laughs> Capitalism. Eat, Eat the, the demon vampires. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I think that a lot of the bringing people into her fold is her deciding whom she is going to bring into the demon cult. Okay, demonic right. Demonic vampire cult. So, like, when she brings in Ty, mm-hmm. that's not just to, like, do a makeover and have a new friend. It's to have a new demon vampire. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 100%. <laughs> she brings Ty in, and I feel like you. Sh- they still have the makeover montage, but spliced in between your stereotypical mid to late 90s to early 2000s makeover scenes uh-huh. where they really just like curl her hair, take off her glasses mm-hmm. and change her clothes. Yep. She also has training montage scenes. They have some training scenes where she's learning how to fight. And then 
uh, scenes where she's drinking her first packets of blood so she can start getting used to it or whatever. Okay, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, she has, she hasn't been turned yet and she's drinking blood already? No. Nope. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just get used to the taste, just like the feel, the, the, the feel. The nice the mouth, mouth feel. feel. <laughs> Which I learned recently, actual important metric used mm-hmm. um, in sensory evaluation when people are trying to decide whether or not they should bring food to market is mouthfeel. Yeah. Mouthfeel is important. Mouthfeel is very important. Got to get used to that blood mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> very important part of the of the vampire initiation process. Uh, amazing. So they give her they give her her first blood packets and then take her into the woods and there are a few scenes of her um like slowly learning how to tackle larger and larger animals. Okay. I I'm picturing like scene after scene she starts with a like like a little bunny she sort of leaps on him easy she graduates to like some sort of uh canine or a okay. cat um and then she she works her way up to like mountain lion and deer mm. and I, i'm going height wise rather than difficulty <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. they should go the other way <laughs> Height-wise, because I feel because isn't the destination humans? Yeah, she's working up to being able to. Uh, they don't really explain it at this right. point in the movie, but you gather that she is working up to her initiation, which will include some sort of human. kidnapping and human sacrifice right. experience. Gotcha. So she has to she has to work up to being able to like pounce and leap onto taller and taller subjects. <laughs> uh. So she continues training. The movie continues on as normal. They go to parties. They're teenagers. They have really bomb outfits. <laughs> she has that. There's that scene in the middle of the movie where Ty almost heavy scare quotes dies. Right. And she like super oversells it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally my notes say how <laughs> how hard did that shoe hit her? <laughs> Uh, important questions. Yeah. <laughs> Very important questions. <laughs> and it shifts quite a bit from the original movie version of that. In this version, they're hanging out at an abandoned property of some sort. Okay. And they're continuing to get her ready. Um, probably just chilling, vibing, talking about makeup, murdering some animals, the huge. And the scene shifts. So the camera shifts. And pulls out so that you are looking at what's happening inside of this abandoned property through a window. Okay, yes. And leaning outside of the house, you see a demon hunter. What appears to be a demon hunter. Okay, great. Leaning up against a wall. Uh Uh-huh. And he looks very nervous and Mm. kind of sweaty, uh, really (laughs) stressed out. Pulls out his inhaler, takes (laughs) a big whiff. Awesome. And... Works up his courage and then just plows his way into the house. Okay. Starts running for Ty because she's the closest, obviously. Right. And probably the least uh, able to defend herself. Yeah. The least intimidating. Yeah. She's pretty clearly human looking. Very new. And uh, starts running to her and she's freaking out, panicking, all of that sort of stuff. And partway through running towards her, he stops in the middle of the floor, Mm -hmm. clutches his chest and falls to the ground and dies. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
He was so scared. Oh, no. That he had a heart attack. Oh, no. And died. He was clearly also very new. He was also very new. He's like, oh, God, the new guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor child. Maybe we sent him on too difficult of a mission. His first. Send him after the demon princess on his fucking first First day? Yeah. That's not okay. Fuck you guys. What do you call HR? God, I'm going to have to file so much goddamn paperwork now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, he's dead. He's dead. Cher is there, sees everything. Ty goes back to all of their other demon va- demon vampire friends and plays that shit up. Okay. And so she becomes the popular demon princess lady for a second because she's obviously not the demon princess, but she becomes the popular demon for a second because everybody that- all of the other demons are like, you were so intimidating as you are that you <laughs> killed that man on <laughs> fucking sight. Yeah, is she is she and she's not even t- been turned yet. Nope. <laughs> she's still human. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, real impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her go. Uh, she did nothing. And Cher's just like, really? <laughs> yeah, she's pretty irritated. It was clearly that guy's first day. <laughs> He was very green. <laughs> and so, you know, Ty becomes Ty becomes the hot demon item for a second there. Yeah. And is really loving it and continues to gain more and more power inside of the demon cult. Okay. And Cher is not vibing with it. Cher's feeling jealous about all of the influence that Ty is acquiring and isn't really sure why. You know, she's not she's not initially sure. She's not a Slytherin. And okay. so it's not immediately clear to her why she's uncomfortable with this. So okay. she has she has the same type of introspective shopping montage where she wanders around and thinks about her feelings mm-hmm. and buys some whatever. Sure. And um realizes as she's wandering around that the thing that she is feeling uncomfortable with is not Ty's acquisition of power. It's that Ty has been behaving suspiciously. Oh. And she she can't quite put her finger on it, but she's like, no, this bitch is up to something. <gasps> and I don't know what, but it's something. And so she goes and tries to start talking to her dad, talking to their other demon friends, all of that kind of stuff. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. You're just jealous. Right. Deep breathing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No one believes her. And it's important to note, I probably should have brought this up earlier, but <laughs> it's important to note that there is definitely some like real nice Carmilla Carmilla vibes happening here. You know the story of Carmilla? No. Okay, so fuck me up with this shit. <laughs> okay. Carmilla was one of the OG vampire stories. Okay. She was pre-Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, wow. She was... Soup's gay. Nice. Very gay. I knew you would find a way. Look at me go. <laughs> Listen, I'm nothing if not predictable. <laughs> I want some gay vampires. Um, <laughs> so there's definitely a little bit of a Carmilla thing that's been happening. She has been a seducing tie into this demon demon vampire cult. Okay. So yeah. there's there's that element that is is constantly present throughout this power <laughs> dance that they have happening. Very Great. important. Great. Um, our story skips forward to initiation day. Okay. For Miss Geist and Ty. Oh, I forgot about Miss Geist. <laughs> She's also still Amazing. there. Great. <laughs> um she, 
Miss Geist has fallen in love with Mr. Hall, same as usual. Amazing. Miss Geist and Ty are, you know, at their initiation ceremony. A portal opens up. Amazing. And they have their human sacrifices. And they're getting ready to throw their human sacrifices into the portal mm-hmm. to the to the demon mm-hmm. that this cult worship is worship worship is worship is <laughs> this cult worships. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of demon slayers just jump out <gasps> of the crowd. Like, oh my god! They had been in cloaks. They had been hidden. They had been secret. They jump out of the crowd, and oopsie daisies, tie deaf totes was a turncoat. Oh damn. She she'd been she'd been fucking share, she'd been fucking the system. She's going to fuck <laughs> up the demon. Here she goes. She is going to eat the rich. <laughs> eat the rich, Ty, eat the rich. Do it. <laughs> um she starts running, she pulls out her demon slayer sword and she starts running towards the demon and that's as far as I got. And okay. I need you to help me figure out what the end is. Oh, okay. Um, I think Cher throws herself in front of the portal to defend the portal. They get locked in battle together. They get to a point where they're about to kill each other. Like they both have a kill shot ready mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They're staring into each other's eyes. Either they call the fight to a close and the de- the vampires become vegans. <laughs> The vampires become vegan. And then everybody lives happily ever after. Or um, the demon, her dad, the demon vampire king dies um, immediately imbuing Cher with the powers of the demon king. Mm. And Cher does kill Ty and the demons win. I like that one. Yeah? Yeah, I like that one. Okay. 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 Cher suddenly gets like like an aura of swollenness yeah. around her. <laughs> and, yeah. And then they lock eyes and there's like a really, really sensitive, loving moment. Mm-hmm. This maybe been, a tear is shed, possibly. Maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. But also also some some anger, some rage, some betrayal. Mm-hmm. And Cher does slice Ty's head off. Yes. And then chucks her into the portal oh as the sacrifice as the sacrifice for miss geist and miss, miss geist, geist and mr hall live happily ever and after <laughs> in immortal bliss <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that ending i think that's a good that's ending. good i feel wow. good about that look at us that was very good <laughs> thanks buddy wow <laughs> i feel okay so we started this out and we both said our things and we were like oh Thank goodness we didn't do the same thing. Oh, no. Did we do the same thing? We didn't do the same thing. We did a lot of the same small things. Okay, okay. I'm ready for this. (laughs) I will just go ahead and get into my um, clueless but make it mystical. Ooh, I'm ready. Uh, So we start out. The beginning of the movie, the montage, right? And you started placing some things in your montage. And the montage is where mine changes as well right off the bat you get the montage and somewhere in the middle of this montage there's just a very quick Sharon Dion candlelight kneeling on a pentagram (laughs) 
Nice. Just like right there in the middle, very quick. And then we continue on with the shopping. And <laughs> Good addition. I like and it, that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh no, she's starting in the montage. I started in the montage. <laughs> I feel like that was the correct answer. It really was, though. They just handed that one to it us. Really did. They teed it up real good. <laughs> I also. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> She's doing her little, my life is just normal teen girl shit. I get up. I brush my teeth. I pick out my clothes. I pledge my undying fealty to the Dark Lord. (laughs) Oh my god. I was like, we didn't do exactly the same thing. It's just our fault that they teed that fucking bit up so good. Right? (laughs) It was right there. It would be be silly to leave it on the table. (laughs) Um, Most of the rest of the beginning of the movie is relatively the same. She goes to school. She does her little speech. You meet her friends. She comes home and, you know, in the movie, she comes home and she says, my mom died during liposuction and she was a total she, betty she was a total betty exactly um so instead she comes home and she's like my mom died during a routine ritual sacrifice and she was a total betty <laughs> she was a total betty <laughs> <laughs> and so her father is always warning her against getting in over her head with all this dark magic because when you use magic there are always side effects that you cannot predict or control. Mm-hmm. So, as we start to see these changes and the horror begins to build, Cher is trying to get her grades fixed. Yes. And she manages to convince most of her teachers via her powers of persuasion. Nice. But she cannot get Mr. Hall to change her grade. God damn it, Mr. Hall. Fucking everything Come up. Come on, man. <laughs> Get your shit together. So she decides to make him and Miss Geist fall in love. So when she brings him the coffee, the coffee Mm. is laced with a love potion. Nice. I like that. That's good. And so she gives them the love potion, but she is young. She's a young, inexperienced witch who really is not taking seriously these dark magical powers. And so she gives them this love potion and it makes them obsessive. So everybody gets good grades and they don't have homework, but also Miss Geist and Mr. Hall are not sleeping or eating or doing anything that they should be doing. Nice. They're just like falling into this obsessive love and like slowly deteriorating. I love it. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Horrifying. Right? Yes. Horrifying. And Cher's just like, do do do, my grades are good. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> Everything's fine. And she's like going throughout the rest of the movie, she does not notice that this is happening. <laughs> so like <laughs> In the background of shots, you'll just see, like, them wandering around in, like, a zombie-like manner. Their eyes are all bloodshot. Or, like, by the end of the movie, they're, like, literally, like, pulling themselves <laughs> along the ground. And oh the whole God. time, Cher, she's like, da-da-da, I'm having a great time. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. So then they meet Ty. Um, so they do a couple of, like, really minor spells They do a spell so that her hair is nicer. They do a spell so that um, she has a permanent eye makeup. You know, Mm -hmm. just like really 
makeover type spells. Mm Mm-hmm. But they also want to make her popular. Because here's the thing. You can't just fucking hang out with Cher and Dion, right? Mm -hmm. Like, as Dion says, like, this could make our stock plummet. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that we're making a good choice here. Perfectly reasonable. So instead of making sure they make a good choice, they do a spell to make sure that their choice works out for them. (laughs) Makes sense. Um, You have magic. (laughs) Right. Exactly. They're like, we've got to make her cool. So we need to do a spell that's going to make everyone look at her. Okay. So they do a spell and they're like, this spell is so that people can't help but look at her and notice her and never forget her. Oh, my God. (laughs) So... As dark magic does. Oh no, Ty, you poor thing. This is why Ty keeps almost dying. Oh no, <laughs> poor Ty. Ty's just like trying to dance at the party. And instead of a shoe, I have changed it. Okay. She's like dancing at the party and there's some kind of like large light fixture or a chandelier or something mm-hmm. um, that f- falls and like clips her. It doesn't get her right on her head or she would have died and it kind of clips her and she falls to the side and it keeps things like this keep happening to her um Cher's car does a crazy thing when they're driving and she almost dies Mm -hmm. um the these guys dangle her off the thing in the (laughs) mall and she almost dies fuck teenage boys sorry (laughs) sorry teenage boys but also god so at this point this is like kind of like a final destination movie where um Everything could kill you at any time. You're walking in a room with no things in it at all and the <laughs> roof caves in. Like that Aww, sort of a situation. Poor baby. Um, because the spell is basically like, I don't know. I mean, if she dies in the middle of this party, then everyone will look at her and notice her and she'll be remembered forever and memorialized as the girl who the chandelier fell on at that party. Damn, harsh (laughs) unnamed spell. Right? And so Cher is like trying to fix this spell. She's like, oh, I fucked that up real good. Um, And she's trying to counteract the spell. She's trying to find some anything to counteract the spell. So she just keeps doing magic (laughs) and side effects to the magic continue to occur. So whatever uh, magical dark lord is giving her these witchy powers sends some kind of a messenger to her. And this is um, an immortal that comes to visit her named Christian. Nice. Who is perpetually stuck in the 1950s. Nice, I like that. I could not, like, when he, the whole time that he is on the screen ever, I'm just like, wait, did somebody just, like, pluck you out of a time period and just, just like, uh, drop you here? Okay, but who al- talks like that? <laughs> okay, but also, that is, I don't know if it's just me, but that is the biggest teenager mood, though, to decide that you like some sort of a something and then turn it into your entire personality. <laughs> In his case, the 1950s, apparently. (laughs) Um, So he comes and he's like, here's the thing. You need to just stop doing magic. 
uh, this is having all of these consequences all over the world that you don't even know are happening. You can't even see them. And you are basically destroying everyone's lives. Please stop doing magic. Oh my God, Cher. <laughs> and she's like, oh, but I just wanted my friend to have a boyfriend. <laughs> and then, then <laughs> and then he tried to make out with me and oh God. Um <laughs> So Ty continues to almost die daily at this point. As um, one does. And she stumbles upon Dion and Cher are like trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do. They're like, We're, he said that we have to stop doing magic, but um, Ty is going to die at mm-hmm. this point. It's like inevitable. There's a prob- probability involved here. It's <laughs> very high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, her stock is plummeting, unfortunately, when it comes to the life life (laughs) thing. (laughs) Staying alive portion. There's a joke somewhere. (laughs) Um, so so they're discussing this, right? And Ty is outside the room and hears this conversation. And Ty finds out they're witches. She finds out that this whole thing is happening and why she's almost dying all the time. And she comes in. She accuses them of putting her in danger, which they have done. Mm-hmm. It's all valid. And she's like, I am going to use this leverage against you. Ooh. I am going to expose you unless you help me. And they're like, okay, but we are actively sitting here trying to figure out how to make it so that you don't die. (laughs) And she's like, that's not what I want help with. Oh, shit. Ty, what's up? She's like, I brought this box and it's full of Elton stuff. (laughs) And I need you to help me curse him. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, and they're like, oh, um, okay, I guess if you're going to expose us as witches, then we'll help you curse Elton. So they take all the stuff from the box and they set up their whole ordeal, their spell ordeal. They've got all these candles. They've got their pentagram. They turn out all the lights. So they're just lit by candlelight. And then, um, they, they make a little, they have a garbage can. And light some fire in it. Nice. And then they're like, okay, we're going to burn this stuff and do our little spell. And so they burn the stuff and they're like, we curse Elton to um, insanity. Oh, no. Right? So then they burn all the stuff and they curse Elton. And then you see Elton wakes up in the middle of the night and really loudly in his head, the cranberries are playing. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> and just for the rest of his life, the Cranberries songs play on repeat really loudly in his head, and he goes insane. Amazing! <laughs> but like, is there a specific Cranberries song? No, it's their entire dis- discography <laughs> to that point that just plays on a loop. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny! I love it. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe he starts like a really good uh tribute band in the insane asylum <laughs> cranberries tribute the band. cranberries tribute band <laughs> he's like i know all of the songs by heart <laughs> i can't be stopped so finally to wrap up my story i kind of want there to be some 
consequences for what they've done. Like maybe they get banished into the woods. That could be right? that could be good, yeah. So they do this whole like big spell and they they drive Elton insane and then the 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 messenger of the dark lord comes back Christian and he's like all right, you did the thing I told you literally not to do. <laughs> God damn it, you shithead <laughs> Why teenagers. would you do that? You are all banished to this, to into the woods to never do magic again. Into the and woods to never do the, the magic, magic again. <laughs> <laughs> not my best work, but oh, you, know, you try it. <laughs> um, and then they end up like those, like, Oh, did you know so and so that house in the middle of the woods? Witches live there, and da da da, and they become like the the uh, origin story for a bunch of local myths about witches in Beverly Hills. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's- I think. I think the. I think the. The big thing they do is curse Elton, and that's the straw that breaks the camel's back, and they are exiled into the hills of Beverly Hills. <laughs> the hills portion of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Are there woods in Beverly Hills? I don't think so. <laughs> he creates some woods <laughs> yeah. in the hills. The hills have woods instead of eyes now. <laughs> and they're banished there to live out the rest of their days. Do they still have access to magic or is their magic taken away? Their magic is definitely taken away. I don't think that you're allowed to continue. Unless in the sequel, (laughs) they come back, they found a way or the Dark Lord needs them for a very specific um, apocalyptic experience. (laughs) And he's like, these bitches have no idea how to keep it under control. (laughs) And they will destroy everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that is my story. Witches. Yay! I love it. Yay! That was so good. Um, did we? uh, Did we both get rid of Paul Rudd completely? Oh fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I think we're. I think we both did it. We both did a silly thing. Yeah, we uh. Paul Rudd did not exist at all in either of our stories. This was not... Okay, so this was not, like, my original intention. My original intention of this show was not, like, we get rid of the romantic plotline entirely, and that's not how it has to go every time or anything like that, but this is really funny. Okay, but hilariously, though, I feel like I feel like we both did an in-character thing because you completely got rid of the romantic plot line. Yes. And I made it gay. <laughs> That's true. Yours did have a romantic plot line. That is very true. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Clueless, but make it gay. <laughs> I don't expect this to happen every time, but I think it's really funny that it did. Yes, this is this is a silly thing that we've done. We've R. done R. A silly Paul thing. Rudd. <laughs> I mean, P- Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was a little bit too good for that role. Look at him go. He was. I do love Paul Rudd with all of my heart. He's a precious bean. I wouldn't have gotten rid of him. Usually, no. I love Paul Rudd, but like the 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 romance plot didn't make me a little squeaked out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there is definitely some questionable nature to that romance. So we just got rid of it. Okay, bye. Bye.
thank you so much for coming on the inaugural episode of But Make It Scary and turning Clueless into a paranormal psychological monster, monster story. story. What was the what was the fourth genre? Crime. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, cry. There yeah. was kidnapping and murder that occurred. True. So I was making I was making a face at that, and I was like, well, it's not prevalent enough that... Right. Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. Um, all right, where can people find you if they want to find you? Uh, uh, upstairs. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Hannah upstairs. <laughs> um, you can find me, Sequoia Simone, on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram at Sequoia Simone on Twitter at Sasquoia or my website SequoiaSimone.com. You can find this podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at But Make It Scary or send me an email at But Make It Scary at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, you might like my other podcast, um, Fanatical Fix and Where to Find Them is a Harry Potter fan fiction podcast where we read Crazy Town. Harry Potter fan fiction. Um, this podcast, but make it scary, is going to come out every other Wednesday at midnight Eastern time. So the next episode of But Make It Scary comes out on November 11th. And if you want to know what that movie is, who that guest is, I guess you'll just uh, have to follow on social media at But Make It Scary. That is it. And remember, love is scary. <laughs>